I love the way the First Gen Lounge makes me feel. Because it creates a space where I belong, where we're able to create community. The fact that it's a community. It's a safe place. It also gives me a place to understand different perspectives. The stories of these individuals prescribe transformational perspective. I receive encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment. And also serve as a catalyst to just keep going. Where we're able to be our true selves. I'm allowed to be an unapologetic first gen. And above all else, tell our story. And every episode is unique. I love it. I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. So it is September 2020, and we are celebrating two years of the First Gen Lounge. My goodness. So I told you that I had some surprises for you this month, and this is one of them. It's a reunion. Oh my goodness, it's a reunion. I have some really incredible people on the line. Yes, people, not just one, more than one. And I am going to let them tell you who they are, you know, since they coming back and like really what they're up to these days. So I'm not going to call anybody out. Just take it away. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is Arnanda Altima. It is a pleasure to be back. I loved my first encounter with you, so I couldn't stay away. I had to come back. But just to give you a little reminder for those who are listening in, I am the founder of First Gen Rise, which is a platform for first generation students, graduates and professionals who want to learn how to navigate the process of academia and professionalism in a quicker way, in a quicker fashion and get to the top so that they can achieve their goals and be proud of themselves as well as make their family proud. Welcome back. Hey, all right. Who's next? Thank you for having me. My name is Janet Reyes, and I am a speech-language pathologist. I was in episode 62, I believe, called uh, Seven Generations Ahead. And at the time, I was an SLP grad student. Now, I am a work professional as speech-language pathologist at Inglewood Unified School District. Congrats to you, and you're welcome back. All right, who next? Hey, Eve. Thank you again for having me. I'm honored to be on this show again. Such a good time. So my name is Shanice Montgomery, and I serve as an event planner at my alma mater, the University of Southern Mississippi. And I'm also the owner of Montgomery Weddings and Events, where I help couples plan on traditional weddings. Um, and I really enjoy that. And I recently launched a podcast with one of my good friends, Dominique Brown, The Pink Elephant Show. Oh, so y'all have been up to a whole bunch, <laughs> a, whole, a whole lot since the last time we talked. So what has been, and anybody can just take this, what has been the most significant thing that has happened in your life since we last talked? I would have to say that for me, just realizing how big of an impact I had and, and social media can have, like, as I mentioned to you earlier, I found my current job on social media. They found me. But knowing the amount of people that I've been able to influence and mentor, I've somehow become a mentor without even trying to. Um, People come to me daily. I will be doing a keynote presentation on nurturing cultural enrichment. And I don't know how this happened. I just am very passionate about it. And people have reached out. So knowing that I'm actually making a difference and an impact that has had a been a huge impact as well as I spoke 
on your previous episode on seven generations ahead and what I my goal is to help support not only my family but the rest of the children and people that I work with thinking about the future and I'm proud that my niece who was a foster foster in foster care has had me as a mentor and to be able to reach out to and she is now enrolled is getting her bachelor's degree at Cal State University Long Beach my other niece who went straight from high school to the university and being able to be there for them where my siblings and my cousins they haven't been able to support them so I've been their go-to person like what is the syllabus what do, how do I do this like all of these little things that we don't have as first gen that I had to learn to navigate myself and now I can provide a roadmap for my family and other people and knowing that it's helping and they don't have to navigate or struggle as much as I did so that has been a major life impact this topic to piggyback off what Janet said you kind of touched on like the power of social media, especially if you use it as a tool. And so I'll say when I did my episode with you, maybe that was like a year ago, I was talking about, I think I'm I'm going to launch my own wedding planning business soon. And I think I've done like a course and I started doing like a weekly wedding tip Wednesday. And so I was consistent with that for maybe a year if not more. And that was how I started to build my first clients for my for my wedding business. It was through showing up every week and like establishing myself as an expert in the field and showing up consistently, even when I didn't feel like it. But I think by doing that and using social media, that was something free. It just, I had to do it consistently. And so just seeing the power of consistency really kind of shifted something in me internally to say like you know if you keep doing it eventually even if it feels like nobody's looking at it nobody cares but eventually people start to notice agreed everything that has just been said so I think what happens a lot when you are a first gen you have like imposter syndrome and what was the biggest moment in this journey it was when you know Johns Hopkins had tapped me to be like their final guest speaker for their first-gen program. They have a first-gen program for their incoming freshman students to really learn from um, various people on how to excel at Johns Hopkins and to excel in their first year of college. And so my book, which I didn't mention, is, is, is called The Rise of a First-Gen Journeys, the, um, my life as being a first-gen from at various points. And you know, and at the same time, you know, they bought the book for that for their students, which was a, was amazing. And then they also had me speak, and it was just an amazing moment because I've never had like a Q and A in person, and so normally I'll like I'll take a few questions, but it was like more of extended time because you know my line sisters also went to Johns Hopkins, so I wanted to extend a courtesy to them, but to that university, and it was it was really crazy because they asked a question about what are the stories that are not in the book that are also produced who you are that you want to share so that we can also feel that we're not alone in this process. And it was just really an awakening moment because I I, I was very selective about what stories I was comfortable with sharing, but I, it, it made me realize that there's other parts 
that people want to know about. And, and I also need to show up in those very extreme, sensitive ways so that people who are, you know, trying to learn from me can actually learn from me in a way that would be beneficial to them. So it was it it, it was a springboard to teach me how to articulate those moments and not crumble because I did cry <laughs> on the spot sharing a very tough moment in my in my childhood. So it was just learning how to package it in a way that still got the message across. So that that was a moment that has changed how I, I speak and approach it. What I absolutely love about everything you all just said, not sure if you all noticed it, but how you talk about being consistent and showing up in spaces and opportunities actually finding you, which I think is a very necessary and powerful message for those of us who are first gen, especially as we're trying to navigate careers and businesses and podcasts and travel and all kinds of things. What all of you say that I just kept showing up. You knew you needed to, even when you didn't feel like doing it, even when you know didn't know when it was gonna, you know, lead to something different. That you've all also had really amazing opportunities to just pop up. And you're like, what? <laughs> Me? And so I, I love that because I think that's a equality about us as first gens that I don't think we give ourselves a pat on the back for or that we acknowledge enough that we just keep showing up and things happen. So for those of you who are tuned in and hearing them, hear what they all said. They just keep showing up. So that's a charge for you too, to just keep showing up because you may get that speaking engagement. You may start that, you know, wedding business. You may get that job and not even realize somebody was looking at you. <laughs> so it's so cool and I love it. Um, I love it all. And it's so exciting to just hear how all of you had just a thought. Something was a mere thought. And now you've all arrived in different ways. And so that's really, I'm feeling quite empowered myself right now. Like, man, look at my girls. <laughs> this is really, it's, 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 a, it's beautiful. It's really cool. And by the way, you know, that's all women of color on this call right now. So I think that says a lot. I don't even know how many degrees there are between the four of us right now, but enough to last a lifetime. So <laughs> we'll just, we'll take that, right? We, you know, we'll take that. Um, so even just thinking about, you know, some of the success that you've had, what have been some of the, the biggest challenges that you've had thus far um, or since, you know, we talked last and how have you been able to navigate those challenges as well? I think for me, it has been challenging just my mere appearance. And like I mentioned previously, I am in one of the whitest professions and very cookie cutter white women, what you would traditional. And I'm not trying to say that there's anything wrong, but I mean... I get looked at and uh, called out for professionalism. I don't have my nails now, but I usually have like acrylic nails and like my hair is different colors. And I have tattoos being told constantly, you're a great clinician and all the children love you, but you should really be careful because there are some parents who may or may not and I have yet to encounter a parent who has any problem who, with my appearance, I dress professionally, I may have colored hair, but I, I don't fit the mold to what a speech-language pathologist or professional, in their opinion, in academia, I've had a professor tell me, like, wave his hand in my face because this is not, you're not applying to art school you know, when I ask for a letter of recommendation um, or 
you know, being called into a professor's office and saying, you are one of the most talented clinicians, but people are going to talk and you should be careful with X, Y, and Z or the way you put, I've been told how to be careful how I present myself on social media because I was going into the profession looking for a career. And ironically, they found me on my social media, which I would love to tell my professor who called me into the office to be careful with what I say on social media and how I present myself. So, and is first gen having imposter syndrome already and not thinking you're good enough and being told these things was very challenging. I just had to keep reminding myself, the parents love me, the students love me, the clients love it. And I see the rapport I build with them is great. So reminding myself to continue to be myself and the right people will find me. That was good. Thanks for sharing that, Janet. I don't know you, but you're awesome. I love your hair. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, (laughs) it's a vibe. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. That's crazy, though, that people try to conform you to their to what they deem is society standard Mm. that was something I had to overcome last year like I've been natural you can see my puff right now like I've been natural ever since 2015 Mm. but I always felt like I needed to like flat iron my hair and wear a full face of makeup Mm. and I was like why am I doing this Like, I really felt like I could not leave the house without doing up my makeup and all these things because I was social media. It can Mm. really like if you it can be like positive or negative. And we all we've all been down that road where you start to nitpick and compare and that whole game. It can get really ugly really quick. And I was just like, no, I'm beautiful just the way I am. You know, I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. And I had to, like, tell those things. And you have to encourage yourself. And I I posted a picture on social media last year. And I was like, fresh face, natural hair. And I was like, this is me. This is how God made me. And I'm happy to be me. And now it was, like, so freeing to go to work with my natural hair, with just fresh face, just putting on lotion. I was like, oh, my God, I'm free. (laughs) I don't have to spend, like, you know, like an hour primping. And, like, my hair is meant to be curly. So I was literally killing my hair. My natural curls were, like, shot because it was like, no, girl, I'm, I'm supposed to be, like, standing big and proud. You know, that's how it's made. And so I do think it's it's freedom in that. And I recently just discovered that freedom like last year. That is awesome, ladies. And I, you know, I think society does literally teach us how not to be ourselves. And it is, you know, a reminder of other people who who are not permitted to be themselves. They just want to, you know, since they can't be free, you can't be free. That's how I feel like is happening on a consistent basis. And, you know, fighting against that is 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 a priority for me. Like, I mean, when I used to practice law, I definitely came in with straight hair um, and I did wear makeup. But my jewelry, my accessories were going to be something else different. I was going to have some earrings that had some African whatever or some spikes or whatever. It, I was going to have rings or a necklace. But I will wear the suit. I will wear the heels. I will straighten the hair. But you are going to notice the red lips, the purple lips or whatever, because it's just not fair. It's not fair. How am I going to look different in there? How, how, 
How are my clients going to know that are not they, other than the name is unique, that I'm unique and I'm here to represent you that's going to give you the impression that I am mm. unique to everyone else that's in the room. So for me, I, I have always tried to rebel against some way, somehow, and accessories is my thing. But I, I do want to kind of like tap into like just the, the other part of your question with challenges. This year, or even maybe it spilled over from the end of last year to this year, mm. I have been constantly battling people's insecurities. You know, I think what has been my biggest thing is I've, I've you know, I'm younger than the people in my room. I'm, I'm sometimes, I, you know, degrees are one thing, but you know, so I might, I might be a little bit more advanced in the, the process of things because I've, again, that's what my platform is, is to advance at a quicker pace so that you can have more experience, so that you can have more opportunities and you can gain skill sets that will take you to your end goal at a quicker time. So I have been able to navigate that process. And so when I feel that I am entitled for more than the seat at the table, to lead the table, right? right? To lead the effort at the table, I have then been pushed back by people who don't see me in that role. And it is definitely been a surprise in the tone, in the in the usage of how people speak to you when, you know, you hired me to do this, right? Or you appointed me or elected me to do this, but yet you feel that the pace that I want to move in is doesn't, you know, align with yours. And so I have I've had to train people in how to understand what my goals are, understand how I see the goals of what I've been assigned to do and and help them along the way. And I've had big rewards in that. And I had to learn how to remind myself it was not personal. It was just them, their own insecurities, not recognizing that the person of color in the room is quickly getting the attention of everyone else that they normally get the attention of from and then doing a superb job at what they're doing and I need to figure out how to leverage it rather than diminish it. So it's been a learning process. I have definitely learned that because I'm a very, I'm an encourager. I think that <laughs> everyone has talents in the room. I like to sit back and listen and, and take in everything with even J- J- Janet and Shanice. I feel like, you know, I'm learning and then I I'll, I will tap in when I need to. I will get, get up when I need to. And when I do get up, I've calculated it and know what my strength is to execute. So either you're going to help me or we're going to have a conversation. (laughs) So it's definitely been an eye-opening situation and how to, you know, cry because I had to cry because it's definitely an elevated sense of dismissal and then snap back into it and know that I am wonderfully lovely made and I can tap into that beauty and disregard everyone else. Mm. So anyway. So for all of you, just really curious to know then what do you say to the young woman, especially the young man, young woman, I mean, both the same, but I know the women's thing is something else too, because again, the hair color, how we show up, sometimes the expectation for women to be more groomed or well-kept and as y'all are talking, I'm thinking, yeah, I remember the days when, you know, before I had my own, you know, have, being insecure about how I dress, or even being criticized about how I dress and struggling to find a profession 
that aligned with what I believed about how I showed up. And so it wasn't until doing my own thing and being on my own that I was like, this works because beyond how I'm able to dress, I mean, I'll typically see me in jeans and a tee because you know, every day I'm doing, but I'm doing work. It doesn't take away from my brilliance. It doesn't take away from my abilities, but people see a suit as more capable than jeans and a t-shirt. Well, a lot of times the people were out here with jeans and a t-shirt and driving a Camry got all the money. So, you know, so, so just for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, but what do you say to that person who's trying to navigate that right now? What are some things that they can just do, you know, internally to be able to just show up and be who they are and be unapologetic about it? Because that's the big part, being unapologetic. And what do they do if it's just not working where they are? This sounds very cliche, but something I do, I literally, like, I will look at myself in the mirror and, like, talk to myself and, like, tell myself, like, what I am and denounce all the things that I'm not. And just basically build myself up and just remember, like, who I am and whose I am and, like, the things that I know I, I can do. You know, just, you got to boost yourself up, bash your own self up, you know? Sometimes you got to do that. So that literally helped me, like, just go from a negative, you know, just thinking about myself negative, like, I can never do this. I could never do that. And just being like, no, yes, I can, you know? And even like, girl, you look good today. All that. Just, that helps me. <laughs> it's not cliche. I did the same thing. I have, sounds corny, I have post-it notes everywhere, like all over my my mirror. Like I'll, I'll say a good thing. And it, I almost retrain my brain to remind myself like not to let that bother me. You have to kind of like retrain. As a speech language pathologist, I know and I understand about like neural networks and connections and knowing that how you talk to yourself, what you think, what you say to yourself matters. As I'm learning all of these strategies that I'm training, you know, other children and adults to come to pyramids and be training yourself, I had to work on it myself and work on myself. Like posted notes, I would do positive affirmations like every night, and you are just like, I am beautiful, I am great, I'm smart, I'm going to show them my 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 skill, and I'm this person. I'm going to show up and let my work ethic do the work. Um, another thing that I share with the children that I work with um, is, um, and a friend shared this with me when I told her an experience. She's like, I just tell myself one positive thing, one thing I like about myself every day, starting with that. And it sounds cliche, but it works surrounding myself by people that don't care, that know how great I am. And just surround yourself by positive people and don't let, there are always going to be people saying, so there's always going to be some haters. I mean, to do something right. <laughs> yeah, don't let it get to you. Yes, I, I totally believe in positive affirmations and writing things on post-it notes. That's what I did when I was, you know, looking for something or looking for encouragement. What I will say is I do agree with Janet's advice about the leaning on people that are are your board of directors. And so I am very close to my older brother. He has definitely given me the support I've needed for countless decisions that I've made. And he is my hype man. And he's learned how to do that ever since I was young. So he's, you know, I'm hoping that he trains my future husband how to do it. But I just know for sure he's pumped me up even when I've made mistakes and lets me know the one thing I've done right in that moment. And so 
But what I want to share is I I, I host, uh, not host, I, I'm definitely not on, on podcast level like Shining Sin, Eve that, but I, I do sometimes do like summer interview series with students and professionals just to have other people hear the stories that of us first gens like we're doing here today. And so this summer with the COVID-19, I wanted some people to hear what was happening and how they could really feel encouraged in that moment. And I invited a social worker onto my Instagram live and she gave a wonderful suggestion of having a brag bag. Like, you know, how you have a swag bag, you have all that other stuff. And so I did not coin that term. Maybe she did, but I'm using it and I'm telling people that it's a great idea to have a brag bag just handy because you're going to need something to like remind you of how awesome and phenomenal and powerful and magical and mystical. This is my Lovecraft country kind of um, love right now. <laughs> so, but all that to say is that the, the brag bag is essential because, you know, it's just kind of something you need to dip into when you want to be reminded of your amazing self. And so it, it, it can, it can grow, you know, it definitely doesn't have to be fully all the items don't have to be in the grab bag just yet or brag bag just yet, but you'll add to it as, as you start to get more things. But I think that's just a great way to have something ready when you need that. I should have had my notepad. I shouldn't have taken notes, but I have the recording. So I'm good. This is good. This is all good. This is all good. And then let me say this to y'all too. What I find even more fascinating, because y'all know I be looking for the themes, right? Is that you all are shifting culture everywhere y'all are because what I've also heard each of you say is that at the end of the day you're showing up as you are how you are also recognizing that it's okay because other people see you they need you but you're going to do what you do because you know you're capable of doing whatever job you're in you can do that so how you're showing up how you're loving on yourselves and how you're just like look I'm here it is what it is I am here for it okay I'm here for it ladies because we need to hear this more, especially as first gens, right? To be affirmed in who we are, because as Janice said earlier, that imposter syndrome will have you out here acting a whole fool. <laughs> like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. What, what do I do? Okay, I shouldn't do this. Well, let me call 10 people to make sure that they tell me I can do it before I do it. And at some point, you just have to be like, it is what it is. So even how you show up, you know, and how you love on yourselves and how you get loved by your community of people that matter. Like, I'm, I'm here for all of that. Like, yes, ma'am. And yes, ma'am. And yes, ma'am. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really loving this. But I told you I wasn't going to keep you all night. Of course, all night, all day. Because we're literally across the country that we're talking. And this is so fun. We got California here. DMV here. Mississippi here. North Carolina here. So this is what it means to just really bring people together, right? And this is the communities. So we're really kicking it tonight. So I love all that. So uh, my last question for y'all. Y'all know what the question is, don't you? Y'all should know what this question is. And that is that one piece of advice that you could leave us with. Look, since like, you know, so I know you had your first piece of advice. So what advice now would you leave us with to carry with us, you know, for the rest of our lives or something to just hold on to? So my advice would be to invest in yourself. I think it's so important to buy the course that you need, attend the webinar that you want to go and listen to, take the trip when we are out of any shutdown mode and really um, attend the conference, meet people. I think, you know, during this time right now, networking has been challenging. So 
you know, secretly, I'm loving just talking to everyone on here because I don't get to do what I've been trained to do and what comes natural to me, which is to talk and meet and, and learn from others visibly, not just through a screen. And so for me, um, I, I honestly think investing in things that give me mental strength, give me purpose and give me just joy has been something that I have continued to do. And I think that is something that is essential as a first gen because we neglect ourselves a lot. And so for me, I, I spent, I think, you know, spending time to invest in you and identifying what is the things that you want to invest in, planning, prepping, and executing that is important because you're only as good as you are to yourself. And so I think it's just so critical to not just rest. And I think that's different. I want to be clear. Don't just relax and just sit. Just invest in the things that <laughs> move you. And, and I, I think that's just important to do. Hmm. And what's next for you? And what's next for me is um, I cannot do a podcast. I'm just going to be real honest there. <laughs> You know, but you got me doing I though, do okay? because I think you're you're <laughs> such a great conversationalist. You pull out the emotion and the feelings of people that need to get the genuineness of a story, and I think that's just an essential role uh, or essential like skill and, and, and temperament that you have. And I and I just love it, and I think that that's what has kept you rolling. My commitments don't allow me to have a podcast, but my commitments do allow me to have is a course. And I do want to do a course. I think what has been a part of my life has been politics. And I've been very much branching out that part of my life and, and wanting it to share with first gens. Um, there are a lot of first time elected officials, first time anything. And I want to be able to give a course to people to to get their mind ready because this is very challenging being in politics and being the first in line to do so because you're always in the in constant phase of confusion. So that's what I'm doing, just to, to, to really figure out how to develop what I've been able to do in the world of politics and government relations, um, public policy uh, into a course that will help those who might have a desire or those who just want to learn how to be a better citizen. And, and Janet, what's next for you? I think I'm going to go with, I think I mentioned it already and what my biggest life lesson has been is to continue to be myself and show up as myself, as you mentioned. Be yourself because you don't know who's watching and you need to show that little girl, that little boy, that person, um, oh, I look like that person. I can do that too if that's what I want to do. Don't let people tell you or how you should be and what you should be. Be yourself, do the work, show up and the rest will come. Hmm. And what's next for you? What's next for me? I'm very interested in um, continuing to mentor and advocate for for doing more public speaking, which makes me nervous, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> because I realize that every time I do it, uh, people are very grateful and want to hear more about it and I would like to continue to do that mentor um, hopefully next year I will have a podcast that's the goal is um, to have one next year so I will keep you posted (laughs) 
I love what both of you ladies said, and I totally agree with both of you. And the last one was almost mine, but um, just to be, I guess, to shift it a little bit more, it's something that I recently did was I invested in myself and I was able to get a coach specifically and something that I was pursuing, which was podcasting, which is so new to me. I had no idea. It was a huge learning curve. There's so many little parts to it. And Eve, she has been an amazing mentor and amazing podcast coach. Dominique and I have learned so much. And we would not have been able to launch our podcast as quickly as we did and as stable as we did if we had not worked with her. So I think, I mean, it doesn't have to be a podcast. It can literally be whatever, if it's a professional career or if it's like an entrepreneurial route you're taking. I think it's so important to identify a mentor who is already achieving those goals that you wish to see. And like, literally, like, just like, teach me. <laughs> Let me write down, like, just drop all the nuggets right here. Let me get them all. I think that's so important because honestly, it's like we're on a fast track. I know, you know, they've kind of, they've already lived through it. They can tell you about the mistakes they made and we don't have to make those same mistakes. So we're literally able to get to the next step. And it's an investment. It's going to cost probably some financial coins, (laughs) but it's worth it because like in the end, you're grooming yourself to be the to seek those goals and to reach those goals that you want to obtain, which I think in the long run, it's going to, it's, it's worth it. It's really worth it. So mentor. And then the second one is to write down your vision Mm. and make it plain. I think it's power and like writing down. I know you can type, but to me, I think like physically writing it, it's like, it's something different about writing that out and seeing it. And I just think like, one, it's like a faith move for you even to like write it down and say like, maybe, you know, I want to see this happen and for you to write it down and then like look at it, put it somewhere visible or put it in your journal. But I think it makes it that much more attainable and you're able to like see it. And even like when you're not thinking about it, like subconsciously, like you're, it's in your, your mind, you know what I mean? So I think writing your goals down and things you want to accomplish and even like looking back at it just to see like how far you've come I think there's something to that as well but I think it's important to like write down those goals and keep it in front of you it helps you it helped me I've done it and then when I'm when I'm able to look back and be like oh my gosh I can't believe you know I've actually hit that milestone it's pretty powerful to go back in and see those accomplishments Now, before I ask you what's next, let me just do a disclaimer. I did not pay Shanice to say that. (laughs) That is, (laughs) she did it on her own. So if you're listening, she was not paid. I have no marketing dollars for that sponsorship, but I appreciate you. (laughs) I thank you a lot. But but you've done the work and you are, you're killing the game. So I'm I'm proud and I'm just really, really proud. So then Shanice, what's next for you? (laughs) (laughs) What's next for me? So my goal and what's always been my goal is to be a full-time entrepreneur. So hopefully soon within the next year or so, I can stand on my two feet and say, hey, I'm doing it. So that's my that's my goal. That's my ultimate goal. Well, one thing I say, I love that all of you mentioned something about entrepreneurship, which tickles my fancy. 
because, you know, with you, Janet, wanting to speak and then you, Arnande, wanting to do the t- courses and then you, Shanice, want to go full time in it. I'm here for it. So however I can help y'all, whatever topics y'all want on this show, you know, let's let's make it happen. But that's that's it. You all really affirm why I exist. Right. To have this random idea a couple of years ago to have somebody say, well, do a show weekly. I'm like, you crazy. And then to do the show weekly. And then to think as I've continued to evolve to have more of an emphasis on life and business, I dare not ever say coach, <laughs> but I mean, coach, it works. I, under- I understand it's a language you understand, but for me, it's just, you know, I see more of like a, just like a, a life walker with you. Like I just made that up. Like, you know, I don't want to say life guide, but just to be on this journey together, but that's why it's so meaningful. So congrats to y'all for that. But I am so grateful that we got to spend some time together in deep, meaningful conversation. And, you know, so we can't go out for wine right now, you know, and do this girls night thing. But one of these days, I can imagine that we all come together, you know, because I dream to have a function where I pull folks together. and Let's just get together, have a good time. But y'all have heard how amazing these women are. Um, Just thank you for making the time and coming through in the clutch. (laughs) <laughs> you know, to make this happen. Because I, y'all, I have random ideas and executing them sometimes takes a little longer than nothing. But y'all definitely support it. So their social media information will be in the show notes. Make sure you go to those and check those out so you can find them everywhere they are on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on their website since they out here doing boss things, um, checking out their books and getting into their courses. Like we are a community of people who have talents and skills and things that we can offer to each other to where you don't have to go looking forward and wondering why you're not getting what you need because we understand it. And this literally is why I exist. This is why I love what I do and I'm grateful to all of you. So thank you so much for your time, um, for your energy, for your story still. And congratulations on everything that you've done and everything you will do. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank you. This was great. Thank you. Thank you.